You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Packernet Podcast. I'm your guest host today, JJ Leahy. Happy to be with you. Check us out online at packernet.com. Follow me on Twitter at JJ Leahy to stay up to date with all the latest and greatest Packers news. Well, there was a skunk in my personal life. There was a skunk this evening. Here's what happened. I'm not happy about it, by the way. There was a skunk. I didn't know it was a skunk. <laughs> I thought it was a raccoon in my garbage. And uh, I go over and I'm trying to get this raccoon out of the garbage. And I go over and I, I kick the side of the garbage can. I'm like yelling at it like, hey, get out of my trash can. I'm like shaking the garbage can. The lid falls off. And I don't look in because... You know, I, I've seen Looney Tunes. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> if I go look in, this raccoon is going to come flying toward me and claw my face off. I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm not doing that. So I get a rock, a big rock. And I throw it into the trash can. And there's still, like, no noise at all. Nothing moving. I'm like, what the heck? I was expecting this... Uh, raccoon to just come flying out of there and run off into the woods. So I, I just peek my eye over the... Because at this point, I'm wondering, like, is it in this trash can? Or was I crazy the whole time? And the raccoon is actually in the other trash can, which is, like, a foot and a half away. Have I been, like, kicking and yelling at the wrong trash can? And there's a coon just sitting in the other trash can this whole time like judging me like what are you doing man i'm just eating my eating my dinner over here i i I poke my face over and i just see i like the if you live out in the country like i do you've seen skunks before their their fur is unmistakable i see the these long black and a couple white hairs like just poking out from underneath the uh rock and I, I just knew I messed up. So I back up very slowly away from the trash can. And I'm like, oh boy. Oh boy. And there's still nothing happening. And then like gradually over the next couple minutes, the smell starts to come out. And it's like, it's getting to be like stronger and stronger and like, you know, very clearly skunk. All right. And then my eyes start watering, and I'm like, this is a different situation. Like, I think this skunk is dead. I think there's a dead skunk in my trash can. And so I have to text the wife and say, listen, let me know when you get home, because you need to go park on the other side of the house, like over in the yard, and then just come up to the front door, and I'll let you in the front door, because you can't go over you know, where we usually park over by the uh, over by the trash cans and come in that door because because I trapped a skunk in our 
in our garbage can, honey. <laughs> and now everything smells terrible. Um, so I'm I'm not in the greatest of moods right now. Um, eyes are watering a little bit. Lungs are burning a little bit. I'm starting to worry that maybe the house is going to smell like skunk. So, yeah, that's 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 my night. Saturday night here, trying to record the podcast, and, and all I can just smell is skunk. So that's great. Anyways, how are you doing? I'm sure you're doing a lot better than that. Uh, Simon Stepniak, you may recall him, sixth round pick last year. He tore his ACL in a bowl game, and that caused him to fall quite a bit in the draft. We picked him up in the sixth round, if I didn't say that already. Uh, he has retired from the NFL. So that is unfortunate. Um, he did not play at all last year, obviously. He was rehabbing his ACL injury. He practiced two days for the Packers. Uh, at training camp here, I believe he was at, well, he was at the uh, mini camp. I believe he was at OTAs as well. But he got two days of practice in here, took a day off. Well, we weren't sure where he was. Took a second day off, and we were told by uh, Wes Hodkowitz that he was taking a personal day. So, come to find out, the Packers have Put, placed him on the uh, reserve retired list. Um, here's the interesting thing. Apparently, this had to do with his mental health, not his physical health. That is per Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated. And maybe somebody else as well, but that's where I saw it. And I, and I heard a lot of people talking about that. Uh, I, I don't know. It a little surprising um, because we know he's still been dealing with the ACL. So I, I just, I, I guess, I guess I'm just a little bit skeptical about the mental health claim. Like I, I it just, it just seem it doesn't seem, I don't know. I People, people hide that kind of stuff. Well, they conceal it. They don't, they don't want to talk about that. I it just I don't know like he's he's clearly has still been suffering from the from the ACL injury. Now on on the positive side, he's made a a boatload of money, like not for an NFL player, but like for a for a you and me type person. I mean he's he's made six hundred and seven thousand dollars from the Packers for not even playing one down of football ever. I mean, that's a heck of a lot more money than I make. <laughs> more money than I make in, like, several years, actually. But I think there already was a big question of if he was going to even make the roster. So you care about this story from the standpoint of you care about Simon Stepniak as a person. Other than, like, him developing into something long-term, I'm not sure you care a ton about... Or I should say, I'm not sure that there's a a lot of of impact this is going to have on the Packers roster. Maybe not ever. I mean, we haven't seen anything from him since he got drafted. Um, I don't know. In other news, the Packers brought in two defensive tackles and two running backs today. 
Saturday. Uh, three of them got a tryout. And then one of the running backs just got a visit, but no tryout. All four of these guys are undrafted free agents from the last two years, or not including this year. So the, the 2019-2020. Uh, Josh Hilleman, running back out of Rutgers, is the 2019 guy. Defensive tackle Trayvon McSwain, Duke. Defensive tackle Josh Avery, Southeast Missouri, and Pete Guerrero. If we sign him, I would promise I will figure out how you're actually supposed to pronounce his name. If we don't sign him, it doesn't matter. Uh, 2020 UDFA from Monmouth. Monmouth. I've never heard that word written or uh, said out loud. I've seen it written a hundred times. So... To anybody who went to Monmouth or Monmouth or however it's pronounced, I I apologize if I'm mangling that. But, you know, I've seen it written and (laughs) never heard it. It's not uh, not a word that gets spoken often in my circles. I find this a little bit interesting. The defensive tackle thing makes sense. Obviously, I don't need to tell you why it makes sense. The running back thing makes some sense to me. You got to remember... Uh, last year, our running back three, yeah, it was A.J. Dillon, but, you know, you also had uh, Tyler Irvin there, who, like, had already proven himself to the Packers. They knew what they had in him. They knew that he could uh, fulfill certain roles. I know a lot of you guys really like Kylan Hill. I am not sure what he can do this year. I've said that before. His pass protection is just horrible. Uh, Dexter Williams, uh, like him, but man, he has certainly not earned the trust of the coaches, has not earned Matt LaFleur's trust. For Goot to go be looking at two running backs and two defensive tackles, I just don't think it's a coincidence. And defensive tackle is a position we already know, obviously, is something that really could be bolstered. I like our running back room a lot at the top. And behind Dylan and Jones, I just... Uh, I, I think that this is probably related to Patrick Taylor getting put on the pup list. Um... You know, if you have three guys back there competing for running back three and you're thinking that you're going to have a guy on the practice squad, makes a lot of sense. I don't think Dexter Williams has any practice squad eligibility left. If the Packers are not willing to trust that Kylan Hill could make it to the practice squad, that's another reason why you might want to have another guy in training camp competing. So is it, you know, camp body or you think that he could be better than Dexter and Kylan, you know, maybe a little column A, a little column B. So, um, all right, put together my news. So a lot happened that was just really interesting to look at. Uh, I, I guess first I should cover the injuries. Um, because we heard from Goody on, I don't know what day it was, Wednesday? Wednesday, I think, that uh, 
no Thursday morning is when I heard it that the uh, all the guys who got who who failed their physicals and got put on the pup list or I should say the non-football injury list that's what it was uh, that they were all short-term not serious things so you had uh, Kevin King that turned out to be a hamstring. Um, I forget who said it on Twitter, so I'm, I'm sorry. Hopefully you're listening and you're like, hey, that's me. Uh, Kevin King thought about training camp, and that's why his hamstring started hurting. That's <laughs> Zadarius Smith. It's a back injury. Kingsley Kiki, ankle, Will Redmond, foot. Dominique Daphne, knee. Now, Dominique Daphne, I believe, is on the pup list. Uh, Isaiah McDuffie, hamstring. Patrick Taylor, groin. That is an interesting one because I just assumed Patrick Taylor was put on the pup list because um, because of his foot injury that he has been trying to recover from for two straight years. Last I checked, the groin is a different part of the body. So at least it's good news that it's not the foot because if he if he put it this way, you know, maybe he pulled a groin doing something and I don't care. That's fine. If you're still not able to even practice because of the foot injury in college, and this is your second year in the league, that's a major red flag to me. And I'm nervous that we're never going to get to see you <laughs> on the field. Mercedes Lewis was out. Um, that was veteran rest. He's back at practice. And uh, some onlookers were... Very entertained watching him uh, work with Bobby Tunyon on blocking. There's a cool video. I encourage you to check it out. Um, I will uh, go ahead and retweet it Sunday morning when this episode goes out. So if you want to go check out my Twitter, you'll find it there. Uh, it's a Ryan Wood video. It says, absolutely fascinating to watch Mercedes Lewis go over blocking, teaching points with Robert Tunyon. Could watch this all day. The reason it's interesting is because the video is taken so close up, you can hear the guys talking. You can tell what they're saying. It's, it is very interesting. It's a great video. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. 
Um, in some non-Packers news, uh, Roger Goodell said that the league expects to have full stadiums this year. He said the fans want to come back. That's the number one thing we hear. So that's encouraging. I would love to have people in the stands this year. I have tickets. My lovely wife gave them to me for our anniversary. Surprised me. I was... Um, we talked to beforehand and, and she's like, Hey, so yeah, I was thinking about like, you know, we should do an anniversary gift. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. She's like, well, do you want to set like a, a $50 budget? You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. 50 bucks. And in my head, I'm like, Psh, I'm going to go way over 50 bucks on my gift for you. And like, it's going to be awesome. Like I'm going to be the best husband ever. And you know, so I, I got her, you know, a, a nice gift. And then she she just comes out of left field with these two two tickets to go see uh, Vikings at Packers in I think it's week seventeen week sixteen so that'll be a blast January uh, that's gonna be super fun I've never been to Lambo before actually have not if you can believe it my uh, great grandma grew up in Green Bay knew all the players and talks about them all the time and uh, I've never been there so this will be. This will be a real treat for me to finally go get to experience a game at Lambeau. I, I, I live in Michigan, so I see the Packers play at Detroit, um, which is much more affordable <laughs> for my poor little wallet here. <clears throat> as as we previously mentioned, I don't make $607,000 a year like uh, Simon Stepniak did. Uh, something that I found interesting, you're probably not going to care, but I care. Uh, the Jets cut Sam Thicken. He was the kicker that we brought in, uh, wow, it wasn't even last year already. It was two years ago to compete against Mason Crosby. And, um, I, I just, I always just was really interested in what was going to happen with him because he was so electric in camp, training camp. And it was just like a really stark reminder to me that training camp does not matter. He was, like, pretty much perfect. In fact, I, I, I think you would be hard-pressed to make the case that Mason Crosby was the better kicker between the two of them in training camp. Like, you know, they they would kick for three days, and Crosby would miss two kicks, and Sam Ficken would miss one. You know, it was, like, stuff like that. But it's like, is it a big enough difference to go ahead and uh, take Mason's roster spot away? No. He goes on to play for the Jets, and he's horrible. Um, so, just just a reminder, you know, you hear notes about training camp, and and uh, you know who's who looks awesome, who looks awful. Just remember, Aaron Rodgers throws a ton of interceptions every year in training camp, and guys like Sam Ficken are superstars in training camp, and it just doesn't matter. Got to trust what the coaches. Uh, you know, what their evaluation is. And and one of the reasons I bring that up is because who was it? Bailey Gaither. I was, I keep hearing about Bailey Gaither, um, that he like looks like a freak and he's like so good. And the Packers can't cut him and we're going to have to riot if they cut him. Um, just a, a little reminder of how many wide receivers we have competing right now. And like Randall Cobb just made that, Way, way more complicated. Um, I In the last 10 years, there's only been two seasons 
where the Packers kept more than six wide receivers. And actually, almost every year, they only keep five. So in 2019, they kept six. In 2018, they kept eight. So all you Bailey Gaither truthers out there, uh, 2018 is your year. Eight wide receivers. 2017, five. 2016, seven. All right, now, uh, prior to that, five, 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 six, five, five. It's usually five. I think it's six this year because I just don't think that you can justify cutting that many good receivers. But seven? Uh, never say never, but, but count me as skeptical. So let's just let's just say that it's six. Devontae and Amari, they're getting roster spots, obviously. Randall Cobb. Well, you have to give him a roster spot because <laughs> otherwise you don't have a quarterback. So that leaves three roster spots. And you have MVS and Al Lazard. You also have Devin Funches. And then everybody and their brother wants to keep Juwan Winfrey. Can't forget there's EQ. I'm surprised people aren't still clamoring for Reggie Begleton. So then you get all the way down to Mr. Bailey Gaither, and I completely skipped over Malik Taylor because I I just know that everybody listening doesn't want Bailey or uh, did I say Bailey Gaither? I, I skipped over Malik Taylor because I know everybody listening doesn't want to keep Malik Taylor over these young, exciting guys of Juwan Winfrey and all that. So, food for thought. You got three roster spots there. So are you cutting MBS? Are you cutting Lazard? If you're not cutting either of those the guys, then you have one roster spot for Funchess, Winfrey, EQ, and Mr. Bailey Gaither. I just, I'm not buying it. <laughs> Put him on the practice squad. You get some injuries. Look, Randall Cobb gets hurt all the time. There you go. There's your roster spot. But uh, no, I don't think he makes the 53. We'll see. We'll see. But thought I'd talk about that. All right. Back, back to the notes. <clears throat> All right, so yesterday was a very, yesterday for me, Friday, was a very light practice. A lot of guys were, you know, were not asked to do anything. It was like just a, kind of a light walkthrough, and that was about it. And uh, Mercedes didn't do anything at all. Uh, I think he wasn't even there. Uh, Lafleur on Saturday morning came out, and he said, yeah, we're ramping it up. <laughs> They ended up going almost two hours. Uh, there's still no pads, if you can believe it, but it was very, it was aggressive. Um, and Lafleur was asked some questions about, you know, what his sort of philosophy is on, on you know, the camps and all that. And specifically, the joint practices coming up with the Jets. And, you know, and, and, and he, he mentioned that, look, you know, not everybody is a fan of it. And obviously he's referring to Rogers, but he reiterated how he feels that they're important. He feels that uh, one of the big things that is a benefit is that it kind of breaks up some of the monotony of training camp. He said that the players really hate going against their own teammates all the time. They want to go against somebody else. He was talking about, like, you know, getting your nerves out, getting... Getting some of that, you know, uh, the, the the feeling of those in-game reps without 
all the injury potential. Now, the obvious thing that you got to think about <laughs> is when uh, uh, Jay Sternberger gets clocked and ends up on uh, injured reserve because some Texans, uh, some some young Texan rookie couldn't, uh, you know, c- control himself. Anyways, I just think it's interesting, and and we'll have to see what they ask Rodgers to do during the joint practices. I just, I wouldn't be surprised if Lafleur's like, "Hey, Aaron, you just take the week off here, like you know, don't even show up." Is that going to happen? I don't know. We'll see. But it, I just that's, I think that's what I would do. Like, what else do you do in that situation? Like. We're doing this because I think it's what's best for the whole team. You hate it, and you complain about it all the time. Like, e- even back when you were not a disgruntled player, it was still something that you vocally hated. <laughs> like, just let him take the week off. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. Okay. Randall Cobb's contract came out. Um disappointing what we had heard was that he took a pay cut that is not true they just restructured his deal they took money from this year converted it into a signing bonus so he gets the cash in his hand right now that is fully guaranteed money it is split between this year and next year because they added a, a uh, void year. I guess. I guess they added two void years because there's a 2023 is also a void year. So we get a, a one year rental of the guy. Costs us five point two five million dollars. But in 2021, we're only paying two million six hundred eighty seven thousand dollars. And then we get to pay another million. And a quarter, I guess, next year and in 2023. So, I don't know. That's just disappointing to me. I was really hoping that there... I I think I, I think it wouldn't sting so much if I hadn't... If we hadn't heard that he took a pay cut. And then you find out, oh, no, no, no. Psych, there's no pay cut. It's just more of this kicking the can down the road. Whatever. Eric Stokes has been getting worked over in training camp. They keep putting him up against Devante, and he's getting murdered over and over. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Matt LaFleur says, first-rounder Eric Stokes learned yesterday why it's vital for cornerbacks to have an especially short memory at this level with the touchdown he gave up to Devante despite tight coverage in the red zone, saying, quote, that was a pretty freaky move, talking about what Devante did. That quote from Matt LaFleur, was given before Devante murdered Stokes over and over again in practice on day two, or I guess, you know, day four of practice. But all right, here we go. Josh Jackson and Eric Stokes with the ones at cornerback might be being cautious with with Jair. So Jair was out. Um, Jair had cramps on Friday is what they said. And then he didn't practice at all on Saturday. I don't really think he needs to practice, but, you know, we're obviously some concern there about is it cramps? Is it something serious? We'll see. Uh, From Andy Herman, deep ball to Tunyon on a corner route. This is, I don't know why I put this in with my Stokes 
This is a this is a Darnell Savage note. Oh well, you get some Darnell Savage. Deep ball to Tunney on a corner route. Ball hung up there a bit too long. I believe it was Rogers on the throw. Savage got there early. It would have been an easy pass interference call. These young guys need to clean it up. Uh, Josh Jackson getting first team reps across from Eric Stokes. Chandon Sullivan is the nickel. Uh, for those of you keeping score at home, the nickel, that is that uh, star defensive player that we heard all about. Uh, and and Chandon has kind of consistently been the guy that they uh, keep putting there. Uh, I think I think Joe Barry even mentioned him in his like introductory press conference as one of the guys that he was really interested in. And I, I kind of took it with a grain of salt at the time, but it seems like he meant it. So uh, here we go. Rodgers and Adams torch Stokes on a double move for a long touchdown. <clears throat> Eric Stokes' education continues. Packers rookie just got beat on a deep vertical against Devontae Adams. That's three touchdowns he's allowed against Adams and Aaron Rodgers in the past two days. He's got plenty of company in the NFL. Just a reminder that Devontae does this to everybody. I like it. This doesn't scare me about Eric Stokes. It's a trial by fire. Look, you know, you go up against the best. Iron sharpens iron. I want him playing against tough, stinking competition here because guess what? There's other good wide receivers out there in the league that he's going to go up against. I like it. Come on, school that school that man. Packers again dropping Adrian Amos in the box with their three safety look. That that is something we have consistently seen ever since OTAs this spring. Uh, Adrian Amos in, in the box every time. With Henry Black off of the non-football injury list, he drops back as deep safety. With Darnell Savage. It was Vernon Scott deep with Savage when Black was on the injury list. So that's interesting. I I wonder if they are just like maybe this doesn't mean anything. Like he's been out, and so it's like, hey, get out there, you know, see what you can do. It's training camp. None of this matters, right? Henry Black getting reps with the ones at safety in dime look with Amos moving into the box. I guess it's the same play. Would seem Black is ahead of Vernon Scott at this point. Uh, this is Andy Herman giving his point. Reminder, Will Redmond is still out, injured, and it was Redmond in that spot in OTAs and minicamp. So, Redmond, Black, Scott, that is the pecking order in the opinion of Andy Herman. So, take that for what it's worth. Josh Myers got all the love. I'm, I mean all the love. Um, James Jones was at camp today and he was, um, having a good old time. He interviews Aaron Rodgers somewhere. I, I can't find the video of it, but he interviews Aaron Rodgers and yeah, on NFL network today for an under the ra- He asks Aaron Rodgers for an under the radar guy who can really help Packers offense. Rogers, quote, I got to say, show you the Rogers accent. I think you'd hate that. (laughs) Quote, I got to say the center, Josh Myers, for a guy to come in as a draft pick as a rookie and to be that comfortable, it's pretty impressive. Um, He is, he's, has looked good in training camp. He did have the, uh, 
uh, botched snap, you know, the, the fumbled snap real early on to Rodgers, which is fine. Um, Matt LaFleur even came out and said, yeah, I'm not really going to harp on something like that. It happens. Seems like he's really getting along. Uh, Rodgers also talked at one point about just how stinking big the guy is. And it's true. He's massive. He's way bigger than Corey Lindsley. Like a, a whole head taller than Corey Lindsley. Another offense line, uh, offensive lineman to keep an eye on. Ben Braden. He played at left guard today. We've heard that the coaches like him at tackle. We really didn't see him a whole lot last year. But the, the, I, I think I think Ben Braden is here to stay for a bit. I really do. Be really interesting to see him in at left guard. Uh, Elton Jenkins has been killing it at left tackle, is what we keep hearing from people say. And uh, new new tackle signing Dennis Kelly. I Coach Hawn, I think, is the one who said that. Uh, isn't that right, Coach Hawn? Ryan said that Coach Hahn is going to say <laughs> that Dennis Kelly is our new right tackle. We'll see. Right. Um, but that would mean Billy Turner, Billy Turner might be in at right guard. And I, I just want to consider that for a second, because then you got Elton at left tackle, Ben Braden at left guard. I like him there at left guard more than I like, say, Runyon. Josh Myers at center. Billy Turner at right guard and Dennis Kelly at right tackle. That's a heck of an offensive line. That's that is the first offensive line lineup that I have heard or thought about. Uh, you know, since we lost Corey Lindsley, and I would say before that, going back to like Lane Taylor getting hurt again. That, that was the last time that uh, that I, I really felt like, yeah, that is a nice starting five where you don't look at any guy as a massive weakness. Like we, we lost Lane Taylor, which sucked, and you put Lucas Patrick in there. And like from day one, yeah, you know, for for who he is and where he came from, you know, you're proud of what Lucas is accomplishing. But he's a, a, definitely a step down from... um. Uh, Lane Turner, Lane Taylor, and uh, a step down from Billy Turner. I just I like that offensive line. Tell me you don't like that offensive line. Now maybe maybe your uh, opinion of Ben Braden is not the same as mine. But I just you know the coaches like they they feel comfortable having him take snaps at left tackle. And now you're saying, well, let's put him in at left guard, a much easier job. I just, I like it. And maybe he sucks as a guard. We'll see. Now, John Runyon took a snap today, took some snaps at center. That's a new one. Didn't go well. He snapped the ball like, a, you know, six feet over Jordan Love's head. So that's not great. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, some something interesting to think about. Devante. Here's, here's a note from Rob, Deva- Rob Domofsky. <clears throat> can tell that uh, the skunk vapors are getting to me. Uh, he says, Devonte Adams does this every single day. While the special teams are on the field, he works on his releases at the line of scrimmage. Talk about making your strengths even stronger. And there's a, a picture of Devonte doing, doing that uh, 
that drill where you, you know, do your feet real fast. You know what I'm talking about. The one that everybody gushed over Julio Jones for doing. Rob Domofsky is saying that that's something Devontae does every single day, that he's always, always working on the fundamentals, working on the basics. You know, look, they, they preach 1% better every day. I mean, Amari Rogers even just tweeted it out yesterday. It matters, man. Here's another note from Aaron Nagler. Devontae is getting after Chris Blair for not finishing off a drill at full speed. The standard is the standard. And when you're a guy like Chris Blair, you can't <laughs> you can't be taking plays off. Like I I just I just read you the wide receiver room and I left off all the guys who I don't think even have a shot at making it and Chris Blair was in there. Like that's a crowded room. You take you take uh you take a playoff. Uh that's that's not a good thing. And I like that Devonte is in there. Like he he's not distracted by the whole contract thing. Like when he's in football mode, he's in football mode. I like that. He's taking he's taking command of the wide receiver room. That reminds me LaFleur was talking about MVS this morning, Friday morning. And he said that one of the big things that they really want to see from him this year and that he feels he is seeing this year is MVS stepping up as a leader in the locker room in that wide receiver room. And he said something like, look, De- uh, Devonte is the leader in that room, but there's a role there for MVS as well. And I want him to step up. Remember MVS was wide receiver two last year on this team. Just saying, just saying probably will not repeat as wide receiver two. This year, uh, maybe, you know, a big part of why it happened last year was injuries, you know, for Lazard and, you know, it could very well happen again. Anything could happen. We'll see. I feel like half my commentary is, well, we'll see. And, you know, training camp doesn't matter and anything could happen. And that's just football. (laughs) That's the thing. Like we're making educated guesses based on the information we have, but it's football and football is so unpredictable and crazy last couple of notes that caught my eye Robert Tunyon so Andy Herman says what can a really good season in the NFL do for your confidence everything Robert Tunyon is playing with supreme confidence right now and catching everything just had a nice fingertip catch in drills but it's been the same in special teams another jump for number 85 is very possible and that's something i didn't really think about is him taking a step forward because he you know he did take a big step forward from year 2 to year 3 for sure and kind of the knock against him has been that a lot of his production was when he was schemed open in the red zone in the end zone even but you know that I mean he's got to feel awesome about all the touchdowns he got last year, all the respect he's finally starting to get. You know here and there, at least from his own teammates, right? From other tight ends around the league, even even if he's not, you know, even if uh, Evan Engram, who who I think had like more dropped passes than he had completions, or maybe it wasn't that, but it was some stupid statistic like that. Getting into the Pro Bowl over Tunyon. Confidence matters. Maybe Tunyon takes a step here. That would be. I, I just got excited reading that tweet, and I and I hope you got excited hearing it as well. Um, running backs, no question about it, says Andy Herman. Dexter Williams is running with much better contact balance. Kylan has more raw talent, but Williams' experience will help him. He's further 
with becoming a pro at running back. And that to that right there, like kind of sums up a bit of what I think about about those two guys already. I, I just am not sure you have an offensive contributor for this year in either one of those guys. Like a- Andy is sitting there watching practice and he's saying, yeah, Dexter looks more like a professional NFL running back than Kylan Hill does. Yeah, Kylan has fantastic highlights, but I, I'm not I'm not putting him on, on the 53 because he has some cool highlights in college. So I, I, I that's why I think that maybe there's some meaning behind Goody looking at running backs in free agency here. I, I just I, I I don't think it's nothing. Jordan Love checks into a nice strong side checks into a strong side run to Dexter was the right call, and Williams picks up nice yardage. Nice read by the second-year QB. Aaron Nagler talked about what he's been seeing from Jordan Love this offseason, and the biggest thing that he pointed out is he said Love looks to be in complete command of the offense, which is a drastic difference from what you saw last year. A lot more confident, and he doesn't always make the right decision. Sometimes he hesitates a little bit, but... He looks, you know, night and day better than he did a year ago. That's fantastic. That's what you want to see. Uh, Chris Barnes is still linebacker number one. Hearing that from everybody. Rashawn Gary is still a freak. And Devondre Campbell is the other linebacker out there. Um, Not hearing. uh, Is Kamal Martin hurt? Hang on. Let me go look at the injuries. Is Kamal Martin hurt? No, he's not even on the list. I don't know what's going on with him. I've not heard his name one time. In training camp. That's not good. But uh, those are your linebackers. Is Chris Barnes and Devonde Campbell. Something really interesting. Uh, before we wrap up here. So Carson Wentz is hurt. Remember he got traded from the Eagles to the Colts. And that trade was a very significant story. Because... The Bears were rumored to be the top uh, bidders for a long time. Everybody thought Wentz was going to the Bears. And Bears fans didn't want Wentz. And they were really relieved when uh, the Colts ended up taking Wentz. Well, he, he is hurt. He hurt his foot. And that story just seems to be getting worse and worse. <laughs> like, like, at first we heard it wasn't really anything. And then we heard it might be something. And then the Colts signed Brett Hundley. <laughs> Good luck, by the way. If you, you, you think you're a, a playoff contender, you're not rolling into the season with Brett Hundley at quarterback. That's not happening. Not in 2021. Shouldn't happen in 2017 either, but it definitely not happening in 2021. And here is the interesting thing for me. Uh, the Bears are hyping up their quarterbacks right now. And I don't think they're doing it for the fans. And I don't think that they are doing it. I I think they're trying to interest the Colts in another trade here. I'm serious. Matt Nagy came out for some reason and starts talking about Nick Foles. And the team is insisting that Andy Dalton looks 
like a monster and like he looks so good and that maybe they're interested in trading him Matt Nagy absolutely understands this is according to Jeff Dickerson why Nick Foles name is mentioned whenever a team such as the Colts is potentially in need of a quarterback there's a whole article about this about Matt Nagy gets it. He gets why Nick Foles has so much trade value. I don't think Nick Foles, I don't think most people in the league think Nick Foles has a ton of trade value right now. Maybe he does, but Matt Nagy keeps hyping that up. I think that they are trying to <laughs> interest the Colts in another trade. Uh, that kind of solves their problem. If they can unload, like, yeah, obviously it'd be nice to get something for Nick Foles, but like, Maybe you could unload Andy Dalton <laughs> and then you're, you don't have to start him for the first few weeks of the year, which you had promised him. And you could have an excuse to roll Justin Fields out there. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's hilarious. And I want to share that with you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to pack it up and uh, head to bed. You fine folks, enjoy your day. I hope your house smells better than mine does. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at JJ Leahy. Keep up with all the breaking Packers news. It is that time of year again. Keep up with the training camp news. Follow along with injuries and surprise second-year players retiring. All that good stuff on Twitter, at JJ Lake. All right, have a good one, folks. Go Pack Go.